evening, Chicago. You're listening to Inspirational Perspective. I'm your host, Linnell Harris, Chicago's very own life coach, right here on WVON 1690 AM, the talk of Chicago. Inspirational Perspective on your radio is all about murdering mediocrity and living the best life possible. So as I ask you every Saturday evening, are you living the best life possible? And this is the place to tune in to do exactly that. All right. Well, I have a phenomenal show lined up for you guys this evening. I can't tell you how excited I am about tonight's show, partly because tonight is not all about me and what I have to say, but it's about what three other gentlemen who are joining me in the studio this evening have to say. And uh, I'm excited also because there's a lot of power in the studio this evening, a whole, whole, whole lot of power. And so with me in the studio, I have this evening, uh, Corey Collins is over here to my left. Good evening, Corey. Good evening. And then I have Mr. Keith Williams, who is also in the studio this evening with us. Good evening, Keith. Good evening. And then I have Marcus Lucy, who is also in the studio with me this evening. Good evening, sir. Good evening, sir. How you doing? I'm well. I'm well. So I brought these gentlemen in tonight because we all have quite a bit in common. And one of those things is that we're all coaches, ontological coaches. We're all black men. Um, I would say all powerful men. And um, also, we all are living our purpose on this planet. And so I, I want to go around and introduce each of them to you as you know, before we get into the show. And so you can understand, one, why I have them here. And two, why they're all special to me. Um, but also three why the topic of the show is how to transform into a more powerful you because all of them have gone through the transformation journey that I've gone through. And so those of you who listen to me every Saturday evening, you hear me talk about my transformation, how, you know, I, I went through a coach training program and how that transformed my life. And uh, from going through the program, I became a life coach. And it's allowed me to move with much more intention and power in my life. And, you know, you hear me week in, week out talk about this. But what I wanted to do is give you all the opportunity to hear how this same transformation I went through worked for other men uh, just like me. And hear a little bit about their story and what that transformation entailed. So real quick, what I'm going to do, I'm going to go down the line in terms of tenure, you know, who I've known the longest. And uh, the first person I want to I want to chat with is Keith. Now, Keith, you and I, we go way back all the way to college. And I, I met Keith when I was, I believe, 20 years old, about 20 years ago. Yeah, I think so. so. We, we have about 20 years under our belt. So let me tell you a little bit about Keith. Keith. Uh, when we first met, now, number one, let me tell you this. Keith is, and this is no sweat or hate on my two other brothers in here because they are very intelligent, but I always tell Keith he's the smartest man I know. And I'm not pulling his leg when I say that. Like this brother here, I mean, he blows my mind with his intelligence. And so when, when we were in college, 
Uh, he was in school for industrial engineering. So that right there tells you already. <laughs> and he did graduate, yes. And that's what he does for a living along with coaching. But let me tell you why Keith is special to me. Because Keith, Keith and I have, uh, you know, we're both very weird in a lot of ways. And uh, not too long ago, he, he wrote something on Facebook. And he said, you know, he, he mentioned about how I said we'd always be friends because we're cut from the same cloth. And we are cut from the same cloth. And, and let me give you a few examples. So in our early 20s, on Friday and Saturday nights, instead of being out drinking and smoking, hanging out in clubs, we would be in abandoned buildings fixing them up with drywall and dust all over us. And that was fun for us. That was fun, partly because we had a vision. We had a vision. And so not only did we enjoy our friendship, but we had a vision for what we wanted to create. And I got to tell you guys, it's a joy to me that Keith trusted me when I told him about this coach training program. And he graduated from the program this past week. And so those of you who know, I played a recording last week. Part of the reason I played a recording is to be at the graduation of Keith and Corey over here and celebrate that move for them. So, Keith, welcome to the show tonight. And uh, I, I want to start with you. So one of the things I ask these gentlemen to do is, is share three things about their lives that transformed. And so, Keith, I'm going to ask you to share the third, right? Not your number one big one, but let's ramp it up. And I want you to share, you know, what was one of the things, not the most profound thing, I'm going to say that for later in the show, but what was one of the things that really transformed for you having gone through this coach training program. Now, let me let me uh, set the caveat real quick because you might be like, well, what are you talking about, Linnell, in terms of the coach training program? The coach training program is a program that is given by Accomplishment Coaching for individuals who are looking for additional leadership training and coaching training. Okay, and you guys hear me talk about this all the time because I got into the program myself for leadership training, came out a coach, and it changed my life. And largely what I do now is coach, no longer in corporate America. That's the reason I did it. But now I'm out and I coach full time, speak full time, as well as take on other entrepreneurial endeavors. Um, so like I said, Keith and I cut from the same cloth. This brother is a, a serial entrepreneur, hugely successful. And he decided, despite all the success he already has, that he would go through this, through this transformational course. And, uh, so Keith, share with us. One of the things you got from going through this program. So I'm going to say the third or the least uh, thing that I gathered from accomplishment coaching, uh, the one year of training that we received, was just my relationship with others. Uh, I was able to replace cynicism with curiosity, and I discovered a deeper level of relationship built on respect, understanding, acceptance, and appreciation. And uh, what that did for me was help develop a deeper love for myself, others, and spirit. Just being able to connect with others on a, a, a more molecular level, just not at the surface, like where, whereas where I was performing before. Okay, so everybody might not understand when you say connect to others. So, let, so let, me, let me start with this, because one of the things I say, there's a lot of power in the studio tonight. And for me... My essence, y'all y'all probably didn't know I was going to do this, so you might want to write it down, but I'm going to ask you your essence names, brothers. But my essence, my power is peace, love, connection, right? Some of what Keith is talking about, sovereignty, and enchantment, okay? 
Now, when I say that, I mean, part of who I am is the embodiment of what those words mean. Right. right. And I've learned how to step into that. So when Keith is talking about connecting with others, the ability to be with others on a molecular level. Right. He's not just saying words. I want to be very clear about that. Right. He's saying part of what transformed for him. And I know this brother. Right. Part of what transformed for him was his ability to be with people. Yes. Yes. So, uh, Linnell, you just shared your essence words. My five essence words is spirit, love, leader, oneness, and wisdom. And, you know, being a leader and being a, a, the example, a lot of times what people want to see are, are you really just faking the funk or is this really your lifestyle? So when I say connecting with people, it's just basically being able to be aware, be present with them and connect where it's not something that you're just performing in that mm-hmm. moment. You know, this is just how you are. Cool. So let me give you an example because I, I, I understand exactly where you're coming from. Like I said, Keith and I are cut from the same cloth. All right. So let me let me tell you how I operated in my life before I came into contact with coaching. Right. So, I mean, we all we all grew up in some terms in, you know, a black community. And when it comes to trust, you just don't go trusting anybody. Right. You have your inner circle. Absolutely. And so how I operated was I only dealt with my inner circle. And so if I if I met you, I'd be nice to you. But I didn't really connect with you. Right. I wasn't really looking into your eyes, into your soul and trying to figure out how I could connect to you and help you. I didn't know how to do that. And so what I hear you saying, Keith, is now you, you came into this course basically in a situation where, you know, you could connect with people on a surface level. But now when you meet someone, you're connecting with them on a very, very deep level and an ability to really allow your heart to be vulnerable and open so you can be with them. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and another thing is, you know, a lot of times uh, we meet people and either they're a reflection of us mm-hmm. and we accept them for that or whatever that we don't like about them, we resist in our own selves. So. Well, just me being able to connect with people actually taught me things about myself that were, you know, in my blind spot. Nice. Man, that's huge. Hey, being able to connect with people and it teaching you about yourself. All right, so Keith, I'm going to go over to Marcus real quick. Uh, So let me tell you about Mr. Lucy. Marcus and I, and and this is what I love about uh, the relationship I have with these brothers because I met them all in very different ways. And um, Marcus... And I met on a football field. Yeah. We played on the same football team. And uh, this is, you know, Marcus, we've known each other now for what, man, about 10, 12, 13 years? At least 10. Yeah, at, at least, least 10. Yeah, at least 10. Yeah. And um, this is how it happened. <laughs> this is how, this is, so we, we were actually sitting in a huddle and uh, standing in a huddle. And, you know, the team, we were having some conversation, you know, trying to get some plays together. And uh, Marcus and I, without even knowing it, were on the same wavelength in terms of trying to get the team on the same page. And up until that point, you know, if you meet Marcus, Marcus is a, a big brother. I mean, you know, he's a trainer, obviously, right? So part of what, the, what he does, and, and I forgot to have you guys introduce yourself based on what you do, so we, we'll get back to that. But part of what he does is Marcus is a wellness and performance coach. I'm an author and a trainer, right? He, he speaks as well. But... um. But this is a big brother, athletic brother. 
And so I just knew Marcus as, you know, that big brother that, you know, don't drop the football. I mean, that's, yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, any, any pass he gonna catch. But that day in the huddle, something happened where I realized that he was way deeper than just sports. And we had a, we had, we, we had a moment where, you know, we were talking and our eyes connected. I'm like, man, okay. He gets me. I get him. We're on the same level in terms of thought. And when I say that, I mean ability to see beneath the surface because everybody don't have that. And Marcus is one of the deepest, let me say it again, deepest thinkers I know. One of the deepest thinkers I know. As a matter of fact, he just penned a book. Um, What's the title of the book, Marcus? Today I Choose to Be. Today I Choose to Be. You can get it on Amazon. I'm telling you. He, and it's basically uh, each day, right? You, uh, each yeah. day of the year. It's basically uh, it's 366 messages, a collection of uh, daily inspirational uh, texts, so to speak. Um, everyone starts off with uh, today I choose to be, and everyone ends with my power lies and my ability to. And, like, the whole premise is basically reminding us that we do have choice. You know, so often we get lost in our circumstance, we get lost in our, our stories, uh, we get lost in our past, and we accept that as our, our, our end result. That's just that's just another cog in the wheel of your life, you know. And like uh, you know, so the the book is like the. I basically want you to to to, to you know think about working out and like you always got to flex a muscle. So mm-hmm. this, this book is uh, flexing your consciousness muscle. You know? What I tell y'all, told you he was deep, <laughs> man. And that's what I'm saying. So go out, get on Amazon, buy the book. What's the title of the book again? Today I Choose to Be. Today I Choose to Be. Check it out. It's what seven bucks. Seven bucks on Amazon. Man, seven bucks. Yeah. Seven, that's two cups of coffee for this brother's deep thoughts, 366 deep thoughts. And when I tell y'all, y'all know me, right? I don't, I just don't bring people on the show and say it's good unless it's good. It's a great book. Make sure you check it out. All right. So Marcus, you went through the course two years ago now. Two years ago. And, um, the course has such an impact on you that you ask your fiance. Or, you know, you and your fiancé talked about it. She wanted to go through the program as well. Yeah. Um, she just graduated as well. Yeah. Um, that's the kind of impact it had on you. <laughs> so in terms of transformation, when you think of, you know, the top three things, I want you to start with the third. Mm-hmm. What would you say is the third most transformational thing that happened to you in your life as a result of doing this work, man? You know, I, I basically developed uh, the capacity to be with all aspects of myself. You know, so so often um, I thought I showed up as like too big or too much or not enough. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, I just kept taking deeper looks. So hold, slow down, because yeah. like I said, you deep, too big, uh-huh. or too much, or not enough. Not enough. So let's explain that to listeners who might be like, well, how how can you be all that in one? Yeah, well, like you said, my my stature is uh my stature is pretty big. I'm about six feet, two hundred twenty five pounds. You know, so sometimes my energy is you know I'm athlete. I'm from the west side of Detroit, so I'm very passionate. I'm very aggressive. Uh, I like to think I'm tamed. You know, but others okay. may not feel that. You know, and so uh, you know it, it's, it's a lot of you're not tame, bro. <laughs> a lot of intensity. I'm gonna tell you, you're not tame. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> in, a, in, a, in, a, in a beautiful way, you're not tame, right? That. Yeah, you 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 your power all day. Yeah. But uh, and, and here, 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 let me say this too, because the radio audience hears me talk about context from time to time. And when he says, you know, you know, too big and not enough, it really is. It really lives in the same context, for sure, right? So, all right, keep going, man. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, you know, so I, I would show up as too big or not enough, and then like you know, I grew up in a split home. Like my my father was always in the street, you know, hustling, working, 
uh, making sure food was on the table. My, my mom was always uh, in church. And so, you know, you, you would hear the context of you, you can't be bigger than God. You know, so I was super humble. But me being humble a lot of times had me diluting my power. And so going through the program really allowed me to, like I say, be with, be with all aspects of myself, the good, the bad, the ugly. Um, I, I learned how to be vulnerable. You know, that, that was never a part of my life. I, I didn't even think I had emotions. I, th- I thought I had the mind of a serial killer, you know. And so, uh, and so I, was a, I was an assassin in all aspects of my, my life, you know, whether right. it be training or athletics or, you know, what have you. you uh-huh. know? And so, uh, yeah, so I learned how to, how to accept and forgive my, my, my stories of the past, you know, okay. like the things that I held against myself. And just uh, it just helped me develop you know, a deeper deeper consciousness, deeper cognitive awareness, you know. And so, uh, and like you know, it, it helps me it helped me be at peace with myself. Got it, got it. So one, thanks for that, man. Two, I noticed that you you talked about your power and the ability to be with your power. Yeah. Share a little bit more about that, man, because one of the things I talked about this being super, you know, a super powerful, a, a lot of power in this studio. Is because each of us as men, we understand our power. And I heard this quote not too long ago. You know, I always listen to Earl Nightingale, man. I listen to these old school tapes. And I heard this quote not too long ago where Earl was talking about one of the biggest mistakes humans make is this this inability to to be humble as we should, right? Like inability to be humble as we should, but also at the same time to be our power, like to actually be our power without arrogance and pride. Mm-hmm. And so what I'm hearing you say is that's what you were able to take on. Yeah, right. No, no doubt. And so, like, uh, you know, one, one of the things I've always noticed about myself, you know, at, even at an early age, when I showed up, people stopped, people listened, you know, and, 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 and like I felt like I had a, a huge responsibility not to, you know, not to not to abuse that power. And so I had the power of influence. I had the power to help move, move mountains, so to speak. Uh, you know, for instance, like, uh, like e- even this, like if I declare it, it, it happens. Like I, b- I believe that if I think it, it's going to be. Mm-hmm. You know, and so that, that's, that's repeated itself in my life. Man. All right, we're going to come back to that. We're gonna, we're gonna, we'll talk a lot about power to end the show. But thanks for that, Marcus. All right. And then I got Corey. My man Corey here. Corey Collins is in the house as well. So, Corey, you, you just graduated from the, from the program, life coach, social activist, and speaker. And uh, let me tell you about how I met Corey. So I met Corey through Marcus. And, you know, one day I was at Marcus' house, we, him and I just, you know, having conversation like we normally do. And he basically told me, he was like, look, man, I, you know, I got this young brother, powerful brother. And happy birthday, by the way, Corey, you just turned... 25. 25 years old. Yeah, so happy birthday. Thank you. Thank As a matter you. of fact, happy birthday to my baby sister. Her birthday's today, if you're listening. Happy birthday, Kayla. So, Corey, Corey, young brother, and, you know, Marcus brought him up into his kitchen. And we, we're, we're, uh, as soon as I saw him, I could sense his power. And I can sense that he had no clue how powerful he was. And that's one of, remember one of the first things I said. One of the first things I said to you. He's like, do you know you're powerful? And I was like, yeah, I think I am. He's like, you don't know you're powerful. You don't, you don't really know you have power. That was one of the first things you said to me. And Corey looked back at me like, who is this dude? Yeah. <laughs> like, Marcus, who is this guy, man? Marcus like, look, bro, you, you know, you want yeah, yeah, to listen to him. <laughs> but now you believe me. Yeah. And why do you believe me? Absolutely. Truly, it was something that I had to discover, but it was also something I had to accept. 
Um, the, when I met you guys about a year year ago in that kitchen having that conversation, we talked about power. And that word was very abstract to me. It was like, what is mm-hmm. power? Like, what what is purpose? You hear these things all the time, but you can't really put something and attach it to your own self. So throughout the course of this program, my biggest transformation or on um, the third item on my list is actually owning that. Okay. So when when you say your essence, my essence is authentic, love, connection, catalyst, and play. When I choose to be those things that I naturally am, and when I own that, that's when I know I'm being in my power. Because it, it transcends the room. You know, people notice it. Like, you noticed it when we first met. Absolutely. And for me, it was actually not only being, again, able to see it, but being able to take ownership in my ability to be a powerful person. So that's, that was one of my transformations of this year. Love. So, so let, me, let me break down power real quick. So let me share with you all what I mean about power, okay? So one of the things, and, and I teach this in my workshops on a regular basis, but one, one of the things that I talk about is that power is it's this innate internal source that we all have, right? We all have a seed of greatness, we all, we all have greatness inside of us. I don't care who you are, who, who you are, where you are in your life right now, and how you feel. If you're listening to this, you have power because you have a spirit inside you. You're alive. And so one of the things I always say is if God is a macro creator and he put his image, you know, I'm made in the image of God, mm-hmm. right? Then that makes me a micro creator, right? So then basically... I can go around and speak words just like he spoke the mountains into existence, the oceans into existence, the, you know, the earth into existence itself, right? As a micro creator, I can speak things into existence. And so when we talk about our power, right? These three men in here talked about their power. They're now present to their innate abilities because they live. And their abilities to actually speak things into existence. And so that's what I'm talking about. Like they know their power. There's no question about their power. So good stuff. All right, Keith, I'm going to come back to you real quick, man. So, you know, what was the second biggest transformation that you went through as a result of taking on this work? Okay. And and again, if you're just joining us, what, what, what I mean by this work is all these gentlemen have gone through an intense ontological coach training program, okay? Not only did they sacrifice time, they, they made an investment. They put their money where their mouth is. We're going to talk a little bit about that. But they put their money where their mouth is, made the investment in themselves, and came out on the other side. And would you all say it was worth it? Oh, no doubt. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. And when I say investment, I, I'm not talking about $100 either, Okay. These brothers came off some serious paper to be where they are. All right. But Keith, what would you say is the, the second the second thing that transformed or, or shifted in your life as a result of this work? So as Marcus that alluded earlier with his third, uh, that's my actually my second. Uh, I discovered and accepted myself um, throughout my life. Uh, I've always been the rescuer, the knight in shining armor, always trying to, you know, right or wrong. And what I realized throughout the program that I began rescuing and then I became a victim. So the program allowed me to discover 
you know, basically at the core of what I was doing and basically how I became the victim. So I was almost like on a, a dreaded drama triangle. And it was really just a problem of being me. But by me accepting that, hey, if you're going to rescue and you're going to lead, these are just some of the byproducts that's going to come with it. And you can't be shameful of those byproducts. So it was just the ability to accept who I am and, you know, what I am. So let me, let, me, let, me, let me back up a little bit to make sure that the listeners really understood what you just said. What I heard you say is that you, in a lot of ways, are the rescuer. You, know, you find yourself in situations where you rescue. Correct. Okay? And by the way, Keith is the rescuer. I remember I bought a building. Building had foundation issues. Guess who I called? I'm like, man, bro, I bought this building. It got foundation issues. He's like, let me come look at it. Came over there, looked at it. He said, man, look, all we got to do is we're going to get a jack. We're going to jack it up. We're going to put some some uh, some new cinder blocks down here and rest it on these cinder blocks. And then we're going to panel it up and nobody ever know. And, and to this day that nobody knows. I mean, that building is still standing yeah. and nobody knows. But he came to my rescue. But to that point, what he's saying is being the rescuer, you often felt like you were a victim because you had to rescue others. Correct. Correct. And so. One, rescuing is a part of your essence, a part of your power, a part of who you are, but you felt victimized by that. Correct. So so explain that a little bit for the listeners. Like, you know, what what made you feel like a victim? Well, a lot of times um, being the rescuer, I always uh, equate this back to The Incredibles. So it was a guy trying to commit suicide, and Mr. Incredible came in and saved him, and the guy sued him because he was like, I wanted to co- commit suicide. You stopped me. Well, a lot of times being a rescuer, you know, I'm looking to actually provide a service, help others out, and they never asked for it. So it was just really giving me the ability to accept that, you know, am I being sourced by saving others or is it actually being in service of them? Mm-hmm. And that part right there was like really just a reflection that created so much awareness about what I'm doing and what it was really providing to me as well as the other person. Got it. And I'm, I'm sure you found this out too, but often when we find ourselves focused on other people trying to save other people, it's because we're avoiding our work. Yes. Yes. So, so tell, tell us a little bit about that. So um, one of the things that happened on my first day at accomplishment coaching was the director I mean, almost even before I could open my mouth, she was like, you have this shepherding, you know, essence about you. And one thing that I've avoided, shoot, all my life is uh, my walk with with God. You know, it was almost like I was shameful of it. And just part of me accepting who I was, being that charismatic leader that was able to embrace people where they were, was to be able to say, you know what? I need to stop avoiding who I am and stop being shameful of of how it makes me feel, you know, being the rescuer and just embrace that, hey, that's the purpose that God gave me and that's that's the walk that I have to walk. Nice. Nice. Man, thanks for sharing, bro. So Mr. Lucy, we'll go back to Marcus over here. In terms of, you know, the the the, the second you know, most I guess, identifiable transformation for you as a result of, you know, having done this work. What would you say that is? 
I equate it to who I was in sports. I was always clutch. Like you said, I, I caught the ball a lot. And so, like, uh, the way I would create, the way, the way I created, like, resources was always like, out of desperation. And, like, now, uh, you know, I, I'm no longer, like, desperate to create. I, I do it from, from my power, you know. And so, uh, for example, I struggled through the program. Like, month in, month out, I barely came up with the money. It was, like, typically, like, the day before, I, it, it, it somehow came out of nowhere. It was clutch again, right? And, mm-hmm. and then, like, this past year, though, uh, helping my fiance out, like uh, it was just a whole different experience, you know. It was just like it was like uh, I'm creating from like the, you know, from passion, from from things I love to do. And yeah. so, I mean, what was the difference? Like, what was the difference for you? So here it is. I think that's a perfect example, right? So to give you all a little more context, this program is is fairly expensive. I mean, so we're talking like the monthly payments are like a mortgage payment, yeah. <laughs> you know, on sure. on a small house, right? So, you know, for one year, he's going through this program. And the year you went through it, what you're saying is like you basically coming up with it. And I was I was a leader in the program at the time, yeah, I, 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 so I would see the report and I'd be like, "Oh my boy, <laughs> clutch!" clutch you're like, "Oh, he paid. All right, cool." I mean, it'd be like the Friday before yeah. the Saturday when you showed up. Well, and sometimes I yeah. had it, and I just didn't want to give it up. You know what I mean? I was just I, I, like, yep. you know, yep. Yeah. But so, what would you say is the difference? Like, what did you experience as a difference from from being in a place where? You know, you're creating because, you you know, if you don't mind, you know, I've known you for a while. Yeah. And uh, Marcus is is the, you know, he's he's the essential or has been the essential hustler. Right. For sure. I mean, self-made entrepreneur. Um, I don't I haven't known. I mean, since when we first met, you were working for someone. Yeah. I, I, but I was working. With, I was working at a major uh, health chain. Yeah. It was pretty successful. But I, I think about a year later you were gone. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I was I was out there on so, your own. Yeah. Right. So, so I've been training. So, so Marcus is, you know, the self-made entrepreneur. And so a lot of what you're saying is what you learned how to do is stop being clutch because probably clutch in every area of your life, of your life, paying bills just on time, for sure. taking care of things just on time to what? To. Yeah. And so when it was shifted was, uh, I strengthened, um, the, my connection to integrity, my well-being and, and like my trust. You know, you talk about trust. That was something I struggled with. Okay. You know, and so, uh, but yeah, but like uh, just when I, when I talk about integrity, like the way we hold it is like you know you're thinking, you're speaking, and you're doing, you know. So right. Like, and so I I wasn't just talking to talk; I was actually walking the walk now. You know? Okay. And so like uh, you know, so it, it just I don't know, it's just like having that mindset just breeds success. So let me let me explain this to the listeners real quick. Okay, what, what he means by integrity. So in ontological coaching, one of the things that we talk about is personal integrity, and the reason personal integrity is so important is because that's how you get how you gain access to your power. All right? Now, what what I mean by that is if I'm out of integrity, then that means that I'm not as powerful as I normally can be. Mm-hmm. So let's say I could I can, you know, if I had a power meter, then let's say my power is, you know, normally at 80, 90%, right? Because we're never at 100% human sure. beings, we you know we're imperfect in some ways. What Marcus is saying is the best way for him to check his power meter is to basically take a look at, one, his actions. Am I doing what's integrity for me based on my commitments? What's an integrity for me? Mm-hmm. Am I, two, actually, it, are, are, are my actions aligned with my intentions? So are my intentions and my actions aligned with my own, with my commitments? And third, am I actually speaking in a way that aligns my, my integrity, right? Mm-hmm. So my, my intentions, my actions, and my speaking all aligned with my commitments puts me in integrity, sure. which means you have more power. 
We always talk about power, but like, how do we access that? How do we service that power? Like, how, how do we, how do we, how do we make sure we, uh, we you know, we, we can actually, uh, you know, create from that space? Okay. And, and so, like, I, I learned how to service my power better. Like, like when I talk about well-being, talk about integrity. Those things, those are things that that source my power. Um, you know, in a way in which I, I can use it on, on a day-to-day basis. Got it. Got it. All right. So, Corey, number two for you, brother. Like, what would you say is the second thing that transformed from you as a result of doing this work yeah uh i mean marcus actually brought up a great point on integrity and mine is very similar to that but where my biggest shift came from was in my commitment to myself getting through that program as you mentioned is not an easy task to do you know a lot of people my age aren't even going down the route of becoming a certified ontological life coach you know and for myself nor would they be willing to make that type of an investment Exactly. I mean, just to keep it real. Right. Yeah, exactly. So it it was a commitment, you know, Um, every month, sometimes every week I'm asking myself, why am I here? What is this providing for me? And ultimately it came down to accessing that greatness, accessing my potential. And that's one of the things that really shifted for me, because like you guys mentioned in the beginning, I knew I had this gift. I knew I had this spirit. I knew I had this essence, whatever you want to put that. But was I committed to it? Was I committed to being that person daily, monthly, weekly? And was I showing up that committed person? Because that's, that's where it got tricky, right? Mm-hmm. You know, some days, you know, you're in your own, own way. Uh, mm-hmm. You don't feel like it or, you, you know, you have to strategize or hustle or whatever you need to do to get by. But when you're truly being committed to yourself, what does that look like? So this should really show me what it actually looks like for me to be in a committed 12-month program. Um, what it looks like to have a committed relationship with somebody else and, and not make it about self. Mm. But at the same time, servicing my own self. Right, right. You know? Right, right. <laughs> so Man, love. just being connected to all of it um, right. and being committed to all of it has allowed me to be in my power. Man, I, it's not a whole lot else to say. Let me tell you the reason why I really wanted to have this show for those of you all who listen to me week in and week out. One is it's the beginning of 2017, and I spent the last part of 2016 talking about how to slay your goals, okay, how to slay your goals. And goals are nothing more than personal commitments that we make to ourselves, period. And here I have three brothers who made huge commitments to themselves. I mean, not only on the level of setting a goal, but also on a very financial level, right, and a time level. And have I mean, all of you have said you do it. I mean, you do it all over again, right? I know I would. I I would go through it all over again if I had to because of the return on investment as a result of having done the work. So for those of you out there, in terms of your commitments, one one of the things that will take you home is your your willingness to be persistent. I mean, that's a trade I would say of everybody in this room is relentless persistency. I mean, just going, 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 going. I'm telling you, I know, I know these brothers personally. I mean, going, 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 going. Got to go. Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it. When, when I need encouragement, these are the folks I call. Real talk. Because they, I mean, we cut from the same cloth. And I know if I'm talking about slowing down or stopping, they're going to be like, let's get it. Let's go. Let's get it. Let's go. Because that's just the mentality. So, Corey, let's come back to you, man. Number three. What, what would you say was your third your most, I guess, uh, transformative shift as a result of going through this program? 
ultimately it boils down into the the work, right? You go through the program, you make the investment. What comes out of that? Well, for me, what's coming out of that is the abundance in my life from, again, the relationships that I've created, not only with you, with Marcus, with Keith. Keith and I have also started our own nonprofit organization called Be Present, which stands for purposeful, uh, resourceful, empowered, soulful, extraordinary, noble, and talented. And our initiative with that nonprofit is to be a stand for the community of Chicago, specifically in the inner city, west side and south side of Chicago. So for myself, being a young millennial and the tw- uh, being 25 years old, there's huge opportunity with other young adults who may be lost or may not know their purpose or their potential. So being able to say that I am a coach at this age and then being able to access that on a continuous basis, my life has forever been changed. And, and the lives that I will change because of this work and the, because of the things that I stand for is it, it, something that I will forever be grateful. Man. And, and, and let me let me tell you something. I remember when uh when Corey and I first met in that in Marcus Kitchen, and uh, I was telling him. So he was he was going through the decisioning, you know, trying to make the decision on whether or not he would be a part of the program. And he was like, "Man, it's expensive. I don't know if I got the time. I got other priorities." You remember this? <laughs> you laughing now? You can't even believe you were saying that, can you? Man. Yeah, he's like, "I got other priorities." Hey. And why are you laughing, man? There are people out there right now who there's an investment they're supposed to make. They're not making it, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. because they're looking at their money. Or there's a, some time they're supposed to spend doing something. They're not doing it because they're like, oh, I don't have time. It's not my priority when it really is their priority. Nobody, nobody more important than you taking care of yourself, transforming yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so they need to hear this. No doubt. But you were going through that. And going through that, I remember saying to you, I was like, bro. If I were your age, if I were if I were your age and I had somebody like me saying, hey, man, do this and I got your back. Oh, I would do it. Yeah, I would. I, I mean, I would do it. And you went and did it. Yeah. You went and did it. And uh, all I got to say is hey, world. Watch out for Corey Collins. <laughs> hey, brother, 25 years old, man. I mean, woo-wee. what you man, what you will do, Corey. What you will do, how you will transform our community and how you will transform other people. I'm saying it right now on the air is going to be nothing short of huge and tremendous. I know it because of the amount of power you have, brother. Thank you. So um, it, it's been a blessing to meet you. And I'm, I'm looking forward to continue partnership and what, what, what happens in the future, man. It's an honor. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. So uh, Corey Collins. Now, Corey, Corey, people just heard that. They probably like, man, how can I get in contact with that brother? How do they reach out to you? Absolutely. Uh, they can send me an email or directly follow up and give me a call. First of all, my email is last name Collins, C-O-L-L-I-N-S dot C dot Corey, C-O-R-E-Y at gmail.com. Send me an email. Um, I'm open in my coaching schedule for new clients. Um, also be doing workshops here in the community of Chicago for uh, high schools and grade schools. Um, so find me there. Also, if you're looking to give me a call uh, anytime, you can uh, reach me here at 847-525-6169. Again, that is 847-525-6169. All right. Now, your, your, your girl going to have to... Um you just get your number out. <laughs> they, they can see your face, brother. Oh, it's all right. Yeah, they're going to be like, hey, Corey. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, you, Sydney, give him give, give at least a two-week pass on crazy phone calls. I'm it's going to happen. everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
I'm happily taking. <laughs> <laughs> they don't care. They don't care. Hey, look, man, I'll I, I be on, on, on Facebook Live and Periscope, and they're flirting. I'm like, hey, I'm married. I put my ring up. I'm married. And they like, so? <laughs> <laughs> they like it. Yeah, yeah, you got to care. Right. Right. Uh, All right. Uh, All right, so, Marcus, let's go to you, man. What was the most transformative shift that took place in your life as a result of this work, man? Uh, this, this was huge. You know, like one of the things you talked about uh, was, was us always having our motor on, you know. And so, like, uh, I never even thought I had a switch because I never turned it off, you know. And so, like, uh, my abilities, like, to meet people where they were just didn't happen. And so, like, that, that caused me not to have any emotions. But, uh, man, like, uh, I don't know, it's, trans- it's transformed my relationship with myself, you know what I mean? More importantly, with my fiancé, uh, my two boys. Um, you know, I'm, I'm more open. I'm more patient. Uh you know, I'm more loving, you know, and, and uh, like just having that patience and that connection. Um, and just the, the ability like to go back in and say, you know what, maybe I was wrong. That never happened. You know what I mean? Like I, I take time to think about what, what I say, how I say it. Right. And so me being wrong or being off, just that's, that's not who I am ever. And so now I realize that that is a part of who I am, you know, and, and, and there are other perspectives that, that, uh, that may help us progress a little, a little bit better. And so I'm, I'm with that more. So I'm more trusting of my love for my, for my lady more importantly. Man, that's what's up. That's what's up. And uh, nothing like having somebody in his life to share with. No doubt. I know that's for sure. And, you know, we, we, we're really not talking about me and my transformation. The listeners know. But I would not be married if it weren't for this work. I wouldn't be married. It's funny. Keith and I were having a conversation. Keith, I'm coming to you now. We were having a conversation. I was on the phone with Keith. My wife was in the background. And uh, I was telling, I was, we were talking. I'm like, Keith, you think I would have got married if, if I didn't go through this, uh, through this work? And she was like, he would have married me. Keith was like, nah, <laughs> you wouldn't have been married. Because <laughs> he know me. I mean, he know me, tw- know me 20 years, right? He's like, nah, it wouldn't have happened. But this work, as a result of this work, I mean, I'm like, oh, man, I could be my commitment. I, c- I can have personal integrity. And not only that, but I could be a cause for what I want to create in a marriage. Mm-hmm. And that by itself, I was like, man, okay, I'm not, I- I'm not in a situation where I can't m- manipulate the relationship or shift the relationship. As a man, I could be powerful, and that calls for what I want to create. And and from that place, I'm like, I can do this. I can do this. And it's, it's changed my life. It's changed my life. So, uh, Keith, what was the shift for you, man, the, the the biggest shift for you as a result of this work? I would say I no longer have an opposing view between family time and business. I have a fulfilled balance of family business, recreational spirit, and spiritual times and uh for me that that was a a real stretch as you mentioned earlier you know just the effects of going 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 is really trying to see well what has to be sacrificed and it was always a contrast uh but going through this work it, it really allowed me to create a vision and then align my commitments with that vision so my parents were married for 51 years and I want my kids to have, you know, the same. And what I did is I I said, you know what? We, my wife and I and the kids, we have to create the world that we want. And I tell them this all the time, you know, whether it's family trips or memories, uh, you know, my wife, she, she always uh, teased me about this, but we had this blow up argument one time. And right in the middle of the argument, she she threw this at me. She was like, a relationship is like a sheet of paper. And she was like, we can argue and tear the paper away, or we could create memories and write on the sheet of paper. Now, Linnea, you know me, and you know 
I, I did a lot of arguing and debating. So first thing I said was, whoa, well, how big is this sheet of paper now? Is any of it left? Mm. And when I really got to the point where I felt a heart that I had a responsibility to create memories on this sheet of paper, what this work has really allowed me to do is really take that to heart. So we we put, we have more family trips. We have more family times if it's just getting in the basement and spending time together. Now, that has also bled out into my extended family. Uh, Linnell, you know I've been mm-hmm. estranged from uh, one brother and one sister. Um, at the beginning of the year, I righted those wrongs. You know, it's it's just me being able to realize that not only – is my family important to me, but also the time that we spend together for me to be able to learn more about myself. Cool, man. And, and, and I'll tell you the fact that Keith reached out and wrote a letter to his estranged siblings. That's transformation. <laughs> Cause I, I couldn't, you know, as a friend, I'm like, man, just call your brother, call your sister, man. You, you need to be, you need to be in, in contact with him. that's your brother, your sister. He's like, Linnell, I'm not doing it. And, hey, hey, Keith is my friend, but he's stubborn. And I'm like, all right. And so coming out this work, for him to do that and and shift those relationships, being at calls, right, being responsible as a man and saying, you know what? It's on me. I'm going to make this happen. I mean, that's huge. So kudos to you for that, brother. And kudos to, you know, to all the other work that you've done. So let me round this up real quick. You all shared a lot of yourselves this evening. Number one, thank you for that. Because not everyone is willing to intimately share that way. And then I want to end with just, you know, your thoughts and ways that people can reach out to you. I know that, you know, Corey, Keith, you all are coaching. Uh, Marcus is doing training slash coaching. So if you if you want to get your body in shape while you get your mind in shape, he's the man to hit. So real quick, let's go around. Share share your information. Corey, you just did. So Marcus, you share your information. Keith. Yeah, you can reach me at, uh, at, at my email, uh, Marcus at MarcusLucy.com. That's uh, M-A-R-C-U-S at M-A-R-C-U-S-L-U-C-Y.com. Um, that's pretty much the best way to reach me. All right. Okay. And Keith? All right. You can reach me by email at Enlighten to Succeed Coaching. That's E-N-L-I-G-H-T-E-N, the number two, S-U-C-C-E-E-D-C-O-C-H-I-N-G uh, at gmail.com. Or you can reach me at my number, 312-774-1132. All right. And these, these brothers are taking clients. I'm not. <laughs> I, got a full, I got a full list of clients at this point. But uh, here, real quick, let me add this. So I don't work for accomplishment coaching. And neither do these gentlemen, right? But the reason why we brought what the work that they do into this room is because it's transformed, you know, for black men. And made us, fr- you know, we were already doing well. I was doing well. I was making over six figures when I went into that program. I wasn't like anything was broken, right? But I came out a better version of myself, right? And for anybody who's interested in actually putting their money, you know, where their mouth is and saying, you know what, 2017 is that year. They, they, they do have a new class starting in February. I know Corey and Keith are probably two people that you can reach out to to talk about that. And if you're looking to do that, then, you know, this is a phenomenal program for that. All right, brothers, we got 60 seconds. Final thoughts. What, what are the th- last few things you want you want uh, listeners to know? Marcus. I, I was ever saying I, I ended with three words, man. It's my three Ds, declare, define, and do. Choose something, 
figure out what it is, like make it your own, and just do 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 the work. All right, Keith. Uh, I would like the listeners to know that anybody could be a leader. It starts with you. Self-leadership, the one thing that I want to remind everybody, you cannot correct what you're not willing to confront. Love it. Corey? Uh, for my younger listeners, uh, I would say don't allow money to stop you. Money is just a tool. Money will be there at the end of the day. Sometimes it's there, sometimes it's not. But don't allow money to stop you from being great. Woo! For me, murder mediocrity, slay your goals, stay inspired, is lifestyle choice. Linnell Harris, signing off. Thank you guys for joining. Love you, and have a phenomenal evening.